This podcast is intended to uplift, inspire, and in some cases, educate you on how to create a life that feels good. I am not a health professional, and the information and advice shared on this show should not be taken in replacement for any information or direction given to you by a healthcare professional. If you or someone you know is struggling with your health or mental well-being, please reach out to a healthcare professional in your area. For more information and resources on mental health support, please visit laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash mental health or see the link in the show notes. Hi there, I'm Laura, a teacher turned creator, and this is Fill Up Your Cup, the podcast with a mission to help you feel inspired, motivated, and empowered to show up for yourself and create a life that feels good. We're putting the personal back in personal development as we navigate this journey of self-awareness, self-compassion, and growth together. Because together, And with the right mindset, we are all capable of change and living a life that truly fills us up. In today's episode, I am chatting with small business owner and creative Tracy Pendergast. Tracy is the founder of Daisy Made, which is a vibrant community where makers, doers, creatives, and learners come together to keep the spark of their creativity alive and to navigate overcoming creative burnout. In this conversation with Tracy, we chat about everything from how to show up authentically online to how to navigate and move past burnout. Tracy shares her own personal experience with burnout and coming back from it and also shares her tips and knowledge around how to be a creative, how to create content online, how to show up on social media as your authentic self and also for that to be fulfilling and not drain so much from you and the other areas of your life. I really hope that you enjoy this conversation. Well, welcome to Fill Up Your Cup podcast, Tracy. I am so excited to have you on the show today. I love what you do with Daisy Made. I was just saying before we pop the recording on, I love what you share over on your TikTok. So I was super excited when you connected and we set up this chat because I am very excited to dive into the topic of burnout with you and share all of your personal experience with that and also your business experience through what you do now. But before we get into all of that, you have a super interesting personal story about how you got to where you are now and doing what you do. And I would love if you could share a little bit of that with us. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is such a treat. So um, in my past life, I was a professional actress. And when I became a mom, I decided to set that down and become a small business owner so that I could have more flexibility. That's like the big joke, right? (laughs) More flexibility and time (laughs) and stay home with my kiddos. Um, 
So I started a blog and I started a small t-shirt business for kids and basically just the shock from coming from a really tight-knit acting community to being thrown into a small business situation where I felt like I had no community or support. I was just really in shock and I got burnt out very quickly trying to do all of the things by myself and trying to do all of the things I thought I should do in small business. So fast forward a couple years later, that's why I started Daisy Made to really create a space for creative small business owners to get education and support so they can feel supported in their business, like mind, body, and soul, everything. And that's why I created Daisy Made. As someone who went from a very similar situation of being in a full-time job, in a job with like a lot of colleagues where you like support each other, even if it's really difficult um, workspace, to then doing like my own thing full-time by myself, it's a shock to the system. You're right. And it's so easy to fall into that trap of like shaming yourself for not doing enough and still feeling like you're not doing enough and eventually ending up at burnout, which is what you shared as well. And I loved when I was reading your story on your website, you talked about hitting delete on all of your content to like move away and have that detox to help you recover from burnout. That's a very bold move to make in today's world, especially as a small business owner. What led you to make that decision and and end up at that place? What got me there was following the advice of a lot of people that didn't really understand who I was or what I was trying to do. So not really following my own compass. That was one of the biggest things. And then also this huge pressure I put on myself to be an expert all the time. I literally thought that if I was going to be successful, I needed to know everything in my field and everybody had to know that I knew everything. And um, at the time I was in the home and garden space and my blog was really about like renovating my home and my family life. And I started to... I started to try to fit my life into my business instead of fitting my business into my life. And when you always feel like you have to be an expert and when you're always trying to do all of the things you think you should do and you have no systems in place, you're just kind of doing all the things all the time with no community or anything. What happens is when any any sort of like wrench gets thrown in your life, you can't sustain it. And when the pandemic happened, I had this business that was built upon me showing up perfectly. And when things got really bad and I didn't, I didn't even know, you know, how I was going to like function in my home life because of the pandemic, I ended up with two kids at home and well, then how do you sustain a business where you're supposed to be showing up perfectly, consistently? It's just impossible. So instead of trying to fix that, I literally just pulled the plug on it and said never again um, and kind of relearned what it meant to be the face of a business or to create a community and just started from scratch in a way that felt authentic to me and not like something I needed to be doing 
because it was the right way. I am getting goosebumps listening <laughs> to you say that because I feel like I had a very similar experience with blogging compared to then moving into large Jane illustrations and just sharing from that authentic place. And when I get asked about like showing up online, that's the thing that I say to people like you can go and read about algorithms, you can go and read about what's current to share and whatever you want. But if you're not sharing it from a place that's authentic or in a way that feels good for you, it's going to be difficult for you to sustain. And ultimately, you're not going to see the growth that you want. It's and especially if it is for something that is like a passion project or a business, we do want to see that growth, but not at the expense of our own health and well-being. Oh, absolutely. And if we're always chasing those trends and trying to do the things we think we need to do, we get so far from ourselves. We end up in this place where it's like, how did I get here? This is not even who I am. And I'm so far from who I am that the only way to fix this is to start again. And we never want to get in that place. Mm -mm. So it's just so important to check in constantly. Is this Does this align with who I am? Is this content, does it feel good? Am I sharing a message that I feel is powerful, that aligns with my values? And your growth will be slower, but you won't reach this point of like, how did I get here? <laughs> yeah. And no, how that, do I leave? That is so true. That's so important. And I think we see a lot more creators nowadays just pulling the plug because they've created for a niche or they've niched down and they've shared a certain aspect of their life in a certain way. And there's such a fear of losing your audience because you're going to shift gears or you're going to be less perfect that people just keep going until they just think I can't do this anymore I and I don't want to do this anymore but as you've shown us there is an alternative to that and it's I think so much more fulfilling would you agree I would and what you just said it's really that chase for perfection it's it's almost impossible I, so many creatives in my membership will say things like, I'm going to start making videos once I renovate my office, mm -hmm. or I just need to like paint my background, or I need to do this. And it's, I just want to say like, why? It's People are, are literally creating businesses from the front seat of their car on their phones. We're in such a different time where you don't have to be perfect. And I know as artists and creatives, we're very aesthetic people and how things look do matter to us. And that is wonderful. But you can also show up in the way you can, people will meet you where you are. So I don't think there's any need to wait until everything is perfect or you're always going to be waiting. That is such a great piece of advice. And I mean, I I think anyone nowadays who's, whether it's for a hobby or a passion project or a business is trying to show up online. And so often that is the excuse that we give ourselves about making the start or, you know, st starting the new Instagram account or starting the YouTube channel or starting the podcast or making a start on that project or that dream that we have because it doesn't look as good as someone who is, you know, 20 steps ahead of us, but they started somewhere as well. And, you know, there's great value that comes from practicing in public. A, a mentor of mine said that to me once before. It's like, it's better to start and practice in public 
and share your growth with your community than to wait until it's perfect because perfect will never arrive. There's always going to be something that you can improve. So create and improve along the way. And I mean, one other thing I would say to that even is when you think about the creators that you connect with the most online, at least for me personally, it's the people that I click on their content and it feels like they're real people. They're not curating their life for me to look perfect, but I'm seeing inside in their process. I'm seeing inside in their life and I feel more connected to them because of those imperfections. And you want them to win. Every yes. every time you see something big happen for those people, you want to like scream and shout and celebrate with them because you've seen from the very beginning how things are going. That's another thing with my first business. I hired a business coach and one of the first things she told me to do was clean up my Instagram and remove all of my previous, my acting pictures, all of the things that had basically led up to starting my business and pictures of my family and and clean it up basically. I think there is something to be said for having a nice, tight, consistent presence. But the message that that sent to me right off the bat is anything that doesn't align with this version of yourself that you're creating right now needs to go. It doesn't matter or it's embarrassing or it's beneath you. But that was all a big part of my journey that got me to where I was and where I was starting my new business. And I think that erasing that put me at a huge disadvantage and also made me feel like I had to create a new version of myself in order to be successful. So yes, I definitely say share the whole journey, be proud of the whole journey and just put things up as you can, as you go. And I think it's more exciting to watch. I think so too. Yeah, I mean, I reflect on creators that I've followed for years and it's so true what you say. When you're seeing a person grow and you're following that and you feel like you're part of their journey with them, you are cheering them along every step of the way. You are excited to buy what they put out, to get the book that they publish, whatever it is, because you have seen this person experience their own growth. And I think it's so interesting that a few years ago, that's the advice that a, a business mentor would have given you because now when you think about the advice, it's all about storytelling. It's all about sharing your story because your story is what sets you apart in your niche. And so it's incredible how those kind of, that kind of advice can change so quickly. Exactly. So always do that little gut check with yourself, right? Of this this feels like weird advice. Maybe I shouldn't take it if it doesn't feel right for me. Maybe it works for someone else, but maybe it's not going to work for me. That's a great nugget of advice in itself. <laughs> Do a little gut check. Check in with yourself. Does it feel right for you? And if it doesn't, disregard it because mm -hmm. what works for someone else might not work for you and that's totally okay. Exactly. I would love to come back to the topic of burnout with you because obviously a huge part of Daisy Made coming into being was your own personal experience with burnout. And I would love if you were comfortable, if you could share a little bit more about how that came about and some of 
the consequences for you in your business and life? I think the biggest components at that time were a lack of community. We all need other people. Um, Feeling like I had to be the hero of my own brand all the time when really I could have a much more meaningful business celebrating other people and being a part of a community. And then also being so anti systems or consistency. Like I thought that being consistent or having any sort of structure was like anti-creative. So I was kind of like flying by the seat of my pants, but I was also trying to hold myself to insane standards. So it was like, I have to post five times a week, but I have no plan because I want to go with my creativity and all of these crazy, unrealistic goals with no like clarity or plan really created just like chaos, honestly. And I think so, so many times as creatives, we feel like we have to just like ride the creative wave. Mm. And if we try to create any sort of a plan for ourselves, it's like selling out or weird. But for me, I really needed structure and boundaries. And I needed to set myself up for success, reduce the stress in my life of just not really knowing what the next day was going to be like and how I was going to get everything done. So when I did pull the plug on my last business and created my new business, I really came from a place of like, what kind of life do I want to have? And how can I create a business that aligns with that? And set up systems for myself so that I could achieve that and win. And it made all of the difference, honestly. Um, as creatives, we're always having to to make something from scratch, like every day, right? So that's never going to change. We're always going to have to create something out of nothing for our work. So if we can take all of the things that we don't need to make from scratch and create systems for those things to come easy to support the thing that we're making from scratch. I feel like it makes such an epic difference in your business. So that's really what I've I've done this time around and I just feel calm <laughs> at peace. Things just feel a lot more useful, not easy, but useful. And um yeah, I think that was a huge component as well, just kind of chasing a lot of chasing. I think one thing you said there that I want to like pull out, you said setting myself up for success. And that is something that we, I think, undervalue when it comes to giving ourselves goals, giving ourselves structure and routine. It's not selling out. It is a way that we show up for ourselves and go, okay, this is what I want to achieve. This is what I want to do where are the things that I struggle with? What are my weak points? And that's not an exercise in self-judgment, but rather going, how can I help myself the way that I might help someone else? Or what can I delegate? Or how can I share the load? Or how can I batch or strategize so that this is easier for me in the way that I work, in the way that I think? And I think that's another thing that comes from social media is everyone is sharing 
the way to do it, whether it's creating content or whether it's planning or whether it's, you know, uh, career things like teaching or small businesses, this is the way to do it. But the way to do it is so personal to you. And I think that point that you made, like you have to set yourself up for success is so, so important. That's so true. And for a while, I was talking a lot about time blocking and time management um, in on my account and in the membership. And I've really shifted the way that I talk about planning because you're right. It's so personal to each person. So it's really more about just figuring out what your priorities are and how you can support them mm. and how you can make sure that there's some sort of balance in your daily life and in your weekly life. What can you, what are you repeating constantly in your week? that's just sucking up tons of time? And can you stop for a half an hour or an hour and set yourself up so you're not having to repeat that task? So it just continues to get done. It's just like setting your coffee maker the night before you go to bed and you wake up and your coffee's ready. It's that feeling of, oh man, I love yesterday, Tracy. She really like hooked me up today and trying to live in that way it makes such a big difference as a creative because the overwhelm in my brain isn't over all the little tiny silly tasks. I can actually focus on the big projects and the creative stuff. And it's just, it's such a more balanced way to run a small business. So yeah, I definitely suggest anyone who's dealing with a bunch of burnout to kind of do an audit of their daily, weekly life and see what things are coming up over and over and over and figure out how you can lean into helping yourself through those tasks. And having your own back as well. Like mm-hmm. be your own, be your own best friend. Look out for yourself. As you said, like have today, have your back for tomorrow. Be like future Laura's best friend. <laughs> exactly. It, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. You know, there is balance. So I personally don't like to schedule out content, like like manually have it, like have it post automatically. Mm-hmm. I have it all scheduled, but I'm such a weirdo. I like to manually press publish. That's just something for me because I'm always like, what if there's a typo? What if a tag doesn't pop out? That's like something I like to have control over. So like keep the little things that you want to have control over. But just think of what things you do feel comfortable with letting go of doing manually every single day because your energy is so it's it's better spent doing the fun, creative stuff for sure. Hey there, lovely listeners. I am jumping on in the middle of this episode to let you know about the self-aware self-care workshop that I created and ran for my patrons during the month of June. We gathered virtually on Zoom for an empowering session on choosing the right self-care practices for you using my unique self-reflection method called the self-aware self-care method. We dove deep into the world of self-compassion, self-reflection, and self-discovery, and how we can use these as tools to help us design a self-care practice that feels good. If you missed out on the workshop when it was live, don't worry. As a special benefit to our Patreon members, the workshop is now available for replay. So you can catch up on all the incredible insights and transformative reflective exercises that I shared in the live 
workshop and work through the program at your own pace. Plus, with the replay, you'll be able to download the workshop workbook, which includes all of the information that I share in the workshop, along with exercises that you can follow and self-care actions that you can implement into your self-care routines to improve your daily and weekly self-care routine. To access the replay and download the workshop workbook, all you have to do is sign up to become a member of our self-care squad over on Patreon. To find out more, simply visit patreon.com forward slash Laura Jane Illustrations or click the link in the show notes for all the details and to join the self-care community. Remember, self-care is not a luxury, it's a necessity. So grab your favorite journal, dive into the workshop replay, download the workbook, and let's continue this self-care journey together. You um, spoke a little bit about how you ended up feeling burnt out. And I think that that's a topic that many of our listeners can relate to. But something I wanted to touch on is this word of burnout specifically, because you work with creatives now who have experienced or are on the edge of burnout. And I think one of the things that I see um, coming from like the self-care side of things is that a lot of people don't know how to recognize burnout because because of that hustle culture, we now think that being stressed all of the time is the norm and we don't see the signs of burnout until it's too late. So what are some of the things that people can look out for in themselves, in their patterns that might be signs that they are burning out or on the edge of burnout? I think one of the biggest things is literally just like a sense of dread around showing up, like thinking, laying in bed and thinking, I don't want to do this again tomorrow. (laughs) Like you never want to feel that way about your work or your creative practice. That's not why we started our own businesses. That's not why we became creatives to, to start hating what we do, not to say that every day is going to be easy. I really started dreading what I was doing Um, and not the creative aspect, but just the showing up part because the way that I was showing up felt so forced and so unlike me that I just, I didn't want to do it anymore. So that was one big red flag for me of like, this is, I've been a creative my whole life. I love what I do. I love making video. Like I was a, an actress for years. Like why am I not wanting to show up? And it's because it didn't feel aligned. So feeling like you are really far from your purpose or your goals, feeling like how did I get here? I think that's a really big sign of burnout. Exhaustion, just complete brain fog. Um, That's... That was pretty much it for me, just feeling exhausted all the time, just mentally exhausted because my brain was all over the place and just that sense of, I don't feel like I can energetically do this anymore. And I would not recommend pulling the plug on your business if you get there. It was definitely a very emotional decision and we were in the middle of a pandemic and, you know, I... Mm. I'm glad everything happened the way it did. But I think if you are feeling like that, it's okay to literally just step back and say, I need a break to 
figure out what's going on. I'm going to take a break. I need a little breather and I need to stop consuming all of this crazy outside advice and really get back to basics and figure out what my goals are and if what I'm doing now aligns with that anymore and kind of just start there. And I think that's an excellent segue as well to what my next question was going to be because what you really specialize in doing in your business now is helping other creatives, other small business owners find their spark again after burning out so that they don't have to pull the plug on their business. Because sometimes that is the right choice and for you it was, but many of us, we experience burnout. It's not because we don't love what we're doing. It's because we've lost sight of how to love what we're doing and we need to find our way back, as you say, to ourselves and figuring out how to make it work for us. So for our listeners who might be there, who might have a passion project or a small business or something creative that they work on that they've lost that love for and they've lost their spark around, what are some actionable tips, actionable steps that you would give them or advice that you would share with them to find their way back to figuring out what works for them? Sure. So there are so many components to burnout. So on the more like emotional side of just feeling uninspired, I would honestly first start by just taking a break and really thinking about and writing down your goals, things that you really believe in. What Think about your strengths. Like what do you love doing? Start coming back to who you are without anything else going on and think about like, okay, what are my strengths? Am I using my strengths in my business anymore? Or, or have I started trying to chase other people's strengths? For example, I feel like I'm a lifelong learner. That's what lights me up. I love learning. I love hearing from other people, just how we're having conversation right now. Like this fuels my creativity. So if I'm putting myself in a position where I'm always the teacher and I'm never getting to be the learner that I love to be, that's when you start feeling like, whoa, like I'm not, I'm not playing to my strengths or my passions. Another thing would be to establish some crazy clear boundaries. And, you know, if you're feeling burnt out because you're not getting paid on time consistently, because you're having to chase people, because whatever the reason might be, think about how you can fix that for yourself. First of all, no one should be chasing money all the time. That's It's exhausting. Mm. So put some really firm boundaries in place with your clients and add on late fees or do whatever you need to do to start setting yourself up to avoid the things that are just like stressing you out all the time. And then also kind of taking some time to just get some systems in place. Um, One thing that is exhausting to me are like outreach emails, those like initial emails to, you know, companies or to like any, any collaborative type things. So I created a whole bunch of swipe files for myself that I can pull from. So I have a starting place because things like that can feel really overwhelming. So look at all the things in your business that you have to do a lot 
maybe their customer service emails, maybe it's follow-up emails. What can you automate? What can you just sit down and create for yourself so that you can pull from these things and not have to constantly be starting from a blank page? Um, those are some things I would definitely recommend. And then also on a personal level, are you getting outside? Are you getting fresh air? Are you doing things that aren't creative just because you feel like it? Are you exploring? Are you spending time with friends? Schedule that stuff in because it's important. Um, we can't just do take care of all of our home responsibilities and all of our work responsibilities and have nothing in between. It's just, it is so unsustainable. And then we become annoyed at our business and our family and our, you know, our personal life. And it's no way to live. So really just taking a break, stepping way back and reassessing, reassessing. And then once you figure out what your goals are, and what you really want, then figuring out how you can rebuild in a way that supports that. I think that's valuable advice for anyone, even if you don't run your own business. We sometimes feel like if we work for someone else that we are stuck in the the system and there's nothing we can do. But that idea of taking a step back, looking at the bigger picture, creating the boundaries, with others, but also with yourself in terms of knowing how to look after yourself and making that a non-negotiable as well is so, so important. Right. And it's on it's ongoing. It's not like you're going to figure this out one time and it will work for the next five years. Your con Your priorities are constantly going to change. Right now it's summer. So I have my kids home right now. So the next three months are gonna, going to look very different than the prior three months. My priorities are shifting. My days are shifting. And I had to set new expectations and new goals and be realistic or I would feel stressed out and burnt out this summer. Mm. But I've planned ahead for that and I knew this was coming and I set up systems far before summer so that I didn't have to be all stressed out. And yeah, I think it's constantly reassessing, yeah, with anything, boundaries with your friends, boundaries with your family, you know, constantly just saying what's working, what's not, and getting rid of the things that are not working. That is my golden question. When I hit that wall, when I'm frustrated, that is my go-to question in my journal. What's working, what's not, and why? Because I feel like there's so much you can learn from just asking yourself that question and then asking, but why, but why, but why, until you get to the root of why are the things that are working, working, and why are the things that are not working, so not working? And as mm -hmm. you say, figuring out a way to to fix, to to adjust, to bend, to stop feeling like you have to live your life based on what you think other people want you to do or what you should be doing and instead start thinking well what does work what works for me what helps me feel good what helps me feel recharged and how can i bring that to my work because there is a way absolutely and also even it's just even like the, the social media platforms you're on a lot of people will say, uh, I hate Instagram, I hate TikTok, or I hate LinkedIn. You don't have to be on it. You can literally hang out on the platforms that you love, that make you feel good. 
And you can build a business on those. You don't have to be everywhere. Mm -hmm. You don't. You can lean into the spaces that feel right for you. And if they feel aligned for you, they probably feel aligned for your customers as well. You'll probably find your people there. So you don't have to do everything all the time. And you don't have to post every day if you don't want to. Consistency is whatever works for you and for your life. So you can be consistent but not feel like you have to do everything all the time. And that's something that I'm constantly learning and reminding myself that it doesn't come easy to us, right? Because (laughs) sharing is fun and we want to be successful, but we don't have to be everywhere all the time. So true. I feel like I need to put that on a post-it for myself because I know it. And then every week you go in and you're like, oh, I should do this and I should do that. And that's such a great idea. And it's so easy as well to get sucked into what everyone else is doing and to to thread that line of inspiration versus being over-influenced is mm-hmm. really difficult when you're, a, when you're a creative person as well, especially because you see what someone else is doing and you're excited and inspired by it. And then the more you think about it, the more that comparison voice comes out when you look at your own and you think, oh, well, what I'm doing is not as inspiring or as exciting as what that person is doing. So it's like, it's a very thin line to thread. We're definitely exposed to a lot of noise, right? It's, we are, we are consuming a lot. And I always say that it's okay to mute accounts during certain seasons of life if they're making you feel stressed or less than and you know even if they're people that you know or love you can mute their accounts and then check in every once in a while to like support or reach out and tell them you're proud of them you don't have to consume all of the information all the time it's okay one of the things that i find really difficult to get that balance of is being efficient but also being creative because i more when i set up my systems and i'm super efficient i can get really into that zone of you know getting the things done getting the email sent getting the to-do list checked off But then I find it really difficult to switch into that creative thinking and get started on those big creative projects that I'm doing all of this efficient work to support versus when I go into those really creative mindsets, then I find it difficult to sway back to the other side. So what advice would you have for someone else who experiences that way of one way or the other? I definitely feel this too. And I think it's, I'm sure the way that you handle it, it's different for everyone, what works. For me, having themed days-ish as I can really helps me. So I know on Mondays, I like to get right in and kind of tackle admin. So Mondays have been my admin day for a really long time. I know that I want to get in and just get all that stuff done that's been like kind of like looming over the weekend. And so usually Mondays are my purely admin day, at least in the morning. And then after lunch, if I want to get in and do some creative stuff, if I feel inspired. Um, And then I'll have the same for like video days. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, I am already dressed and ready for workshops in Magnetic Makers. So I know I'm going to have makeup on. 
I know my hair will be clean. So that's when I'm already in video mode. So I kind of try to roll with that on those days. So I really try to avoid too much of like the brain switching um, daily. I know that we need to do all the things some days, but I really do try to structure my week so that I can get into a creative flow or I can get into an admin flow and not feel like, oh, I have to go from answering emails to making like a funny TikTok video and how like my brain can't do that. Yeah. So I I do try to to keep my days and then Fridays are my catch all days. Like they're whatever I want them to be. And sometimes Friday I wake up and I'm like, I want to make videos or I want to, you know, do I'm in the mood to do some like design. And then some days I'm like, I'm getting out of the house today. I am like going around the town and doing my thing and I'm away from my desk. So I would try to play with just having days for admin or days for outreach and see how that helps. I I found um, trying that out uh, about a year ago was very helpful, but I still like tend to mix things in as well. Yeah. But I, I love that idea of having like a, a free day where at the start of the week, it's not designated what it's going to be. So it can be a, an overflow day. It could be a day where you just go out and get creative inspiration and work out of the house or just do what you're in the mood for when you get up. I, I really like that idea. I'm going to going to pinch that one and, and save it for later. <laughs> okay. I love that. I always love asking our guests um, our signature question on this show because this is obviously fill up your cup. So I love to hear from different people how they are filling into their cups, how they are looking after their well-being. So what kind of self-care is bringing you joy and helping you find that balance in your life at the moment? Honestly, Hanging out with – so I have a couple of girlfriends that I hang out with like every other to like every three weeks, every other week to every three weeks. And we just go have like breakfast on a weekday morning. And they're not business friends. They're mom friends. We never talk about business stuff. And there are so many times when those like – those pop up in my calendar and I'm like, oh my gosh, now I have to work. Like I cannot leave my my desk for two hours. Like this is like not a good use of my time. And then I get there and I sit down and I'm like, wow, I really needed to talk. Like I really needed to talk and like not about business stuff, not about anything small business. They like have no idea. Like we just talk about like funny stuff and belly laugh and incorporating that into my schedule and sticking to it. And there have been times when I've just been like, I can't go. I have too much. And I've regretted it. When I stick to it, I feel like I am a better business owner. I'm a better mom, a better wife, a better person just to get out and talk, just to those things. You don't even think you have anything going on in your life. And then you start talking and you're like, oh, that felt good. And then my garden is like a huge thing for me. It's like my zen Um, it's just taught me to be patient and slow because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of an impatient, like I like results. Um, so just getting out and being outside and tending to something that takes time and patience. And I've failed so many times and try again. 
has been really good for my soul. What a what a lovely combination of things as well. <laughs> it's like that inward self-care and that outward self-care as well. And I think you hit on something really important there, which is that human connection outside of your everyday circles, because I think we forget because we're plugged in all of the time, because we're connected all of the time, how important that connection is to just put down our phones and connect with people and be in a situation that's outside of what we're thinking about 24 seven otherwise. And also the powerful impact that that can have on everything else when we do take the time to do it. I don't think we know we need community or people until we have them or spend time with them. Mm -hmm. It's this thing that you don't sit around. It's not like you're hungry or you need a drink or something and you think, oh, I really need to like be with community right now. I'll feel better. You don't think that. But every time you're around other human beings, it's it's just such a reminder. And I always urge everyone to be with people or collaborate with people. And when you're feeling really uninspired creatively too, like who can you sit down and talk to or sketch with or just, you know, do a collaboration on even if it's not to post or to share, like I'll start this drawing and you finish it. Or let's like sit across from each other and like draw each other like silly stuff. Like what can you do with another human to make things playful again or to just share a little of yourself I think it's so important and we just don't naturally feel like we need it. And I don't know why. <laughs> Tracy, as we wrap up our conversation about burnout, about creativity, do you have any more tips or takeaways that you would like our listeners to remember um, about burnout, about finding the support that they need or about finding that creative balance in their own lives? I would say put up a reminder on the calendar or set a weekly moment for yourself to just check in and ask your do a little gut check and ask yourself, what are my goals? What are my priorities? Is what I'm doing right now feeling good? Or how is how is how am I feeling right now with the way that things are going? Have I seen people lately? <laughs> Have I talked to humans lately? Um you know, when's the last time I got outside and got fresh air? Like literally check in with yourself regularly and yeah, just <laughs> never stop checking in, never stop reassessing, never stop figuring out how you can make things easier on yourself. And then all those little things that are stressing you out, making you feel like less than, making you second guess yourself, get rid of all of them. <laughs> I love Get it. rid of all of them. <laughs> There's the tagline. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I have loved our conversation today. You are a joy to speak with. I feel so calm and excited to do my own personal audit going away from this conversation. And what a perfect time to have it as well coming into the end of a month. Great time to do that check-in and figure out what's working for me. And I hope that our listeners will do the same. Where can our listeners find more from you? Do you have any upcoming events or offerings that they should look out for? And where can they find you on social media, of course? I would say pop over to Instagram to hello Daisy Maid. And all of our upcoming events are always 
in our link in bio. We all we have an event almost every single week. And we also have a lot of really great freebies and worksheets. And one of them is like a gut check worksheet, which I'll send you the link to if you want to put in the show notes. But um, there are so many great resources over at Hello Daisy Made, and we would love to support you and share them with you. So you can check us out there. I love that. And I'll definitely be downloading that personal gut check as well. And I yeah. will put the, the link to that in the show notes for our listeners if they want to go ahead and grab that as a lovely actionable step to take after listening to this episode. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and thank you for all of your advice that you've shared and your knowledge. It has been such a joy. If you made it to the end of this episode, I hope that you feel a little less alone in your personal development journey and a little more inspired to do something today to show up for yourself. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast streaming app or platform. And if you want even more weekly inspiration, then head on over to Instagram or Facebook and follow the show as at fillupyourcuppod. Remember, you can't pour from an empty cup. So do one small thing today to pour into yours and start creating a life that feels good for you.